in any time I'm with my kids and sort of an experiential thing like this is it's very simple. I just want us to laugh as much as possible. I want the memories that we make to be us laughing. And I really encourage you, even if you don't have kids, if you're single, whatever, if you get to go on a vacation this summer or you get to go somewhere or you're aspiring to like get to spend time in other places, I really encourage you to set an attention around that. So if my goal is to laugh with my kids, well, there's 10 things that I can do to set us up to laugh. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis. Uh, I'll be with you. I'll hang out with you for this time that we have together. I am recording this episode of the show from Hawaii, and I'm doing a whole podcast about Hawaii and why I am here and how I got here and what I'm doing. And I have been thinking about doing this episode for a while and I've put it off because, I don't know, I think that sometimes lifestyle sort of content can come across as a little braggadocious. And I mean, I was a lifestyle blogger back in the day. So it was sort of about showing a certain aesthetic or showing a certain way of being. And that's not my intention with this. And it's actually why I haven't really shared this journey, even though it's a really big part of my life. But what I ultimately came to the conclusion on as it pertains to Hawaii is I was thinking about women who come to conference or um, women who are in the audience when I speak. And oftentimes I take people through guided meditations. Uh, We start with gratitude and then we end up visualizing where they want to be in five years or 10 years or what kind of life they want to have. And if you've done the Start Today Journal with me, then you know all about that process. If you don't, you don't have to buy the product at all. You can go listen to episode 72. I take you through the whole guided meditation. It's an oldie but a goodie here on the show. But um, I oftentimes when I'm leading women through meditation, it's a really powerful moment because for so many of them, they haven't really allowed themselves to dream or dream bigger or kind of think of life in different ways. But I also always have women in the audience and men in the audience who tell me that they, they're like, I, 
I can't see anything. I don't, you're telling me to imagine and I don't know what to imagine. Like you're talking about these big things and my brain sort of doesn't work that way. And I get it because if we've never really seen an example of anything, how are we supposed to know to aspire to it? Like if you want to run marathons, one of the greatest things you can do is to give yourself the influence of marathon runners. You follow them on social media. You go watch YouTube videos. You read books. If you want to become the leading real estate agent in your town, same thing. You want to arm yourself with information and behavior that you can model because there's a recipe for everything. No matter what it is you want to do or what kind of life you want to have, there is a recipe for it. In the absence of knowing what to do next, seeing what someone else has done can give you a really good idea of steps that you can take. So I wanted to talk about this and sort of share Hawaii and what I'm doing here and like my routine and all of those things because maybe there are some of you who want to have life that looks a little different than what it has in the past or you aspire to live in multiple places or you want to travel more, you want to work from the road, whatever it looks like for you. I thought that perhaps I could model a little behavior for you today. So that's why we're talking about Hawaii. We're talking about my routine, what I do here, why all of it. That's what today's episode is about. So I guess let's start with why Hawaii. If you have read, I've talked about this, I think in the last, definitely in Girl Wash Your Face and Girl Stop Apologizing. I think I talked about it quite a bit in Stop Apologizing. Um, but essentially I, I fell in love with these islands the very first time I got to visit. So I never visited until I was an adult. Because uh, frankly, I didn't grow up in a family where we could afford vacations that involved an airplane. I didn't ride an airplane until I was a grown up either. So the very first time I came here, I remember someone told me, when you get off the airplane, you're going to feel it. And I have since told the same thing to countless friends who are coming to Hawaii for the first time. And what I always say is that when I get to this place, it's like the island presses my shoulders down. I feel more anchored into the earth. I feel more grounded. I feel more present. I feel calmer. It's so, I honestly, if there are past lives, like I feel like I lived here once. Like I, I heard once someone told me that they could like there's something where you can like trace, you know, when you were born or your star chart. I don't know astrology at all, but there's something you can trace it. And they actually can tell you the places on earth where you will feel most aligned and the places on earth where you will feel totally out of whack. And I haven't had it done, but I am positive this would be one. So I've been visiting here for about probably 20 years and I just have always loved it. It's felt really special to me. So over the years, uh, when I was still married, we would bring our kids here uh, for one, once a year, we'd go on an annual vacation and it just was so much fun. And we always had such a blast. And so somewhere along the way, I really aspired to be able to spend time here in a bigger way and to own a vacation home here and to like, just, I had and have all of these dreams about what it means to, to be here. And I started writing it down in my journal. Like I started writing it down in my journal even before I 
I had a start today journal or like I knew what that was. And if you're in our start today community, you know, so one of the things you do is you write down goals that you have, dreams and goals that you have, but you write them as if they have already happened. So I would write over and over, I own a home in Hawaii, own a home in Hawaii, own a home in Hawaii, even though I did not. And I don't think, I mean, I'm still so far away from being able to have that become a reality, but just the, just sort of putting myself in that vision or in that trajectory definitely allowed me to ask questions about how I could spend more time here. Um, and this is one of the most important practices, I think, about um, bullet journaling, doing your five-minute journal, doing your start-today journal, or just journaling in whatever notebook you have. I think one of the most powerful things you can do is as you see that thing, as you see that goal or that statement that you're working towards, is just to like ask better questions. So for instance, if you've never heard me tell this story, I one of my goals for a very long time was that I wanted to fly first class. I had to, at the time I was traveling constantly for work and I was always sort of in center seat and coach, which I get is a blessing. I didn't grow up with the ability to buy an airplane ticket. So I didn't take for granted that I got to travel, but I was hyper aware that Anytime I was traveling, it was for work. And the work that I do is I'm a speaker. Like if I'm on a trip, it's because someone is paying me to come and talk to their group, talk to their conference, talk to their whatever. So like as soon as I get off that plane, I have to be on. And I realized that like, man, if I could get myself to a better experience while I travel, then I would be in better shape. You know, like I'd feel better and have more energy by the time I got off the plane. So one of my goals, and I used to write this down every day. I only fly first class. I only fly first class. I only fly first class. And like forever, I thought that the intention setting with that was that I was sort of supposed to like figure out how to like make enough money to fly first class. So yeah, so I thought that like putting those things down on your you know, your vision board or writing them in a journal was about that if you did it enough, you would like be motivated to like make enough money to afford that thing. Right. And one day after writing it down forever, and I was like no closer to getting that solution. <laughs> like I was no closer to making more money. I just, I was like, this is so frustrating. This doesn't work. And then I thought, dang it, is there a better approach to this? And so I just thought, is there a better question I could ask? Like, instead of how do I make enough money in my business to be able to afford a nicer style of travel, I was like, well, gosh, is there any other way that people get to fly first class? Right? Like, how do I approach this from different angles? And it like hit me up the side of the head. I was like, oh, wow. What if I just told people? who wanted me to speak that I would only speak if they flew me first class. It's very common in the speakers industry. When you first start speaking, not as easy to accomplish though, you know, maybe you set a high enough standard, you can do anything. But for me at that point, I had been speaking for a while and I was um, sort of well, more well known in that space. And I just thought, well, okay, the worst I can do is try. So 
I have a little like when people would reach out, we'd send over this like one sheet that would say, you know, here's what she can talk about and here's what it costs. And, you know, we added like first class travel. Y'all. Never one time since I made that change has anyone ever said, oh, you know what? We can't book her because she wants a first class ticket. People didn't even bat an eyelash. They were like, okay, because they're used to it. The kind of people that book a speaker are used to some kind of writer saying what it is they, you know, what you need out of the situation. It was so eye-opening to me because I realized that that solution had always been in front of me, but I never realized it before. And it didn't cost me anything. It just was a shift in how I did things. And I really think that being able to spend more and more time in Hawaii over the years is the same. It's a shift in, okay, I'm visiting and I get to go on one trip a year. How could I go twice? And then it became, okay, the most I've ever been there is like four days. How could I go for a week? How could I go for more time? And it was a pretty significant like flip for our family. This was back, you know, years ago when I was still married, but it was a pretty significant flip the first time that we got an Airbnb here instead of getting a hotel. Because, I mean, this was, side note, Hawaii has rules now about Airbnbs. So Oahu, where I always come, has rules that you can't have an Airbnb unless you rent it for a month. So I don't know exactly like what it's like on other islands. But at the time, you could rent a house for a week. And so the first time we did that, it was such a game changer because we were able to like get food from the grocery store and it wasn't, we didn't have to eat out every meal. It wasn't as expensive. We were able to like sort of be at home in Hawaii, which had always been my dream. And I felt like we were able to like relax more because we were in our own space. I mean, with four kids, you know, it's nice to sort of go into a place where nobody's like watching your toddler have a meltdown or whatever. So every time I just sort of kept adjusting and like fighting for more time. And I set a goal pre-COVID that I was like, how could I spend four months of the year on this island? Like, how could I spend four months here? Again, I didn't say like, oh, I want to make enough money so that I can be a billionaire so that I can move to Hawaii for four months. I just asked the question, like, how could it be possible? And just as a side note, too, I remember it just just popped in my head. I remember when I was a speaker that I would agree to speak for less if the speaking gig was here in Hawaii, because I just wanted someone to pay for me to come. I just loved it. And it, I mean, this is why it's so important to have a focal point. Like my thing's Hawaii, right? Yours could be a lake house in Texas. Yours could be paying off your grandma's mortgage. Yours could be starting a nonprofit or going back to school. It doesn't matter what the goal is. It matters that you have like laser focus on where you want to go. Because I really believe the universe is responding to us all the time. And when you call your shot and you're like, this is where I want to go and this is where what I want to set up, you know, it just happens. I literally, we just had this experience this morning. I ran to get coffee and I took my 13-year-old with me and the coffee place I love is in the same parking lot as this vintage shop. And I come to the same place on Hawaii all every time. I've been coming to the same city for years. And literally I come here so much. So many, like the coffee shop owner that all everybody knows, our family, everybody knows us. 
seriously, because the people here are amazing, which is why I like to come. Uh, but so we're, I was grabbing coffee and then Sora was like, oh, can I go into the shop? And I love the owner. He's so sweet. So we go in there and Sora's looking through. It's vintage. So he's looking through all these clothes and he pulls out this beetle shirt and he's like, oh, this is really cool. And um, like not like a, from the actual Beatles, but just like an old shirt that had the Beatles on it. Cause I don't even know what that would cost. But, uh, so he, he's like, Oh, this shirt's really sick. Like mom, can I get it? Whatever. And then the owner of the store was like, that is so crazy. Like I have to show you guys. I just yesterday posted, he had made a reel on Instagram that was like, he styled an outfit that was that beetle shirt with like this button down over the top and these different things. And he was like, that's so crazy. Like I just posted about this. And then Sawyer loved that fit so much that he was like, oh, can I get this like button down shirt? I'm like, yeah, buddy. Sure. The owner was like, wow, I'm just tripping that like you guys came in and bought the exact thing that I put together and you didn't see it because I, I didn't follow him on Instagram. I do now. I was like, oh no, that's how it works. Like you put energy into this specific thing. It doesn't surprise me at all that in less than 24 hours, someone walked in here and bought the exact thing that you had put together. Because energetically, like you focus on these two pieces. So for me, this focus of Hawaii means that I find every excuse I possibly can to come here. And I try and finagle ways and have other people pay for me to come here. But I am here for the summer, or most of the summer, with my kids. Uh, the boys will go to camp at some point. But um, I'm here, and it's the longest time that I have ever spent on the island. I'm so excited. I just, oh, I hope this doesn't sound so cheesy, but I just come here. If you've never been, I cannot recommend it enough. I've never met such kind, beautiful, loving people as I have here. Um, I love the slower pace. I love how chill everyone is. I love how like you just, uh, just all of it. Like I'm gushing. I feel like I have this like boyfriend that I love and that boyfriend is Hawaii, except that Hawaii is like super feminine energy. So side note. So yeah, so we're here on the island. I'm so pumped. I'm literally recording this podcast in the floor. Um, one of the things about being here is just figuring out how to make it work. But I wanted to walk you guys through sort of my summer routine and what I do when I'm here. And I wanted to walk you through it just because number one, I love when other people tell me their routines. I am such a nerd. Like the YouTube videos that I watch are people like, what's your morning routine? What's your nighttime routine? What's your summer routine? Back to school routine. Like give it all to me. Cause I feel like I get ideas while I watch. And again, it's just sort of going back to that, um, giving you behavior to model or giving you an idea of what it might look like for you. And I, I think it's also worth saying that I know, I know what it feels like to not be able to pay rent. I know what it feels like to work three jobs. I know what it feels like to have your power shut off, your phone shut off. And I'm not, I knew that in my childhood, but I knew that for sure as a young adult living in LA. So I say all of these things and hold awareness for how freaking blessed and lucky I am to be able to experience this life. And 
I also say, I was just, my mom's here with me. Uh, she's helping uh, take care of the kiddos. So my mom's here. And I was telling her this story that in all my years of speaking and talking to women and doing the podcast and all of the things that I have done, there is this really wild misconception, I think, about entrepreneurs or people who have a side hustle or people who are working to make more money. There's a really, I think, very twisted ideology around money or people who want to have more of it in their lives. And I actually did, hold on, I want to tell you what episode it is. I did a whole podcast about this because I feel so passionately about this subject. You know, people are like, money is the root of all evil. No. The love, the worship of money might be the root of all evil if we want to actually quote that scripture appropriately. But money is a a form of exchange. Money is a a tool. Money has the ability to change your life for the better. And I hate when people say like money doesn't buy everything. You're right, but it really helps. It really helps if you don't have to worry about how to pay rent this month. It really helps if you're not struggling to survive. And I think if you've never struggled to survive financially, then it's hard to understand that. So it's episode 253 and 255. It's called Let's Talk About Money. And in that episode, I go into detail about your family of origin and how it really influences what you believe about trying to pursue more. And the reason I say that is because every single person that I have ever spoken to about it, talked to on the show, had women come up to me or men come up to me after I gave a keynote speech. Those people are not trying to pursue a higher income bracket because they want to be billionaires. They're not trying to do it so that they can have a Ferrari. They're not trying to do it so that they can roll around in a pile of money naked. Also, if any of those things are your vision for your life, you do you. But the people that I talk to are trying to grow their business or their side hustle or you know, make more money at work or whatever it is because they want to be able to do nice things for their family. They want to be able to take their kids on vacation. They want their kids to be able to go to a private school because maybe they live in a crappy school district. They want to be able to pay off their sister's house. They want to be able to give back to the people who gave to them. And the reason that I have worked hard over the years and have really worked to have the extra money to do something like this is because I am creating an experience for my kids that I never could have fathomed. I mean, every time I come here and I see the kids playing in the waves, I'm like, I, this is a life. I mean, my grandparents were migrant farm workers. Like I grew up listening to my parents scream about how they were going to pay bills and not always having food in the kitchen. And now I get to make sure that they don't have to worry about those things and also that they get these extra experiences that they are so grateful for because they are aware. I make them aware of like, this is not normal. Like what we are doing is not normal. You are so freaking lucky 
like this is a big deal and really have learned to appreciate it inside. So I just wanted to say that because I think it's easy for people to start to dream of a life that's bigger or elevated from the life that they have today. And then they feel sort of guilty about it or they worry about what other people would say, which brings me to definitely a side effect of this is nobody in my life, except my kids, because they were like super down, obviously, has ever understood why I pushed to come here so much. Nobody. And uh, certainly not my ex-husband, which I think was probably uh, just something that I should have noticed was how miss um aligned we were in that that this was sort of my dream and he was like why why would we it's so long on the plane and you know you have to go and everything is expensive and it like it just that's nothing against him but i think when something is so sacred to you and nobody else gets it it's very easy to convince yourself that it doesn't matter that it doesn't matter as much because like other people kind of try and talk you out of it. Especially we were in California. That's a five hour flight from LA. But when we moved to Texas, that's an eight hour flight. And then really people were like, you are nuts. Why are you doing this? And the time zone is so different. I have a team of people in Austin, Texas right now that were at work you know, five hours ahead of me today. And it's just all the things, but like, I don't know. I, I think that the beauty of our lives is that we get to decide what our lives are. I think, you know, lifestyle content used to be about, oh, how do I show the most polished, amazing version of my life? And what I love that I'm seeing now is people are like, here's a life that maybe looks totally different than yours, but that you can have. I did a podcast episode recently where I said, you know, if I was in my 20s, what I would do if I was single in my 20s, didn't have kids, I was like, here are the things that I would do. And frankly, if you're single or you can in your 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, I would still do those things. I think that my life will look very different when I don't have four kids who are enrolled in school. Someday they'll be off in the world and you will see me, you know, jump out. First of all, you'll see me in Hawaii. I will live in Hawaii. That is a number one. Like when my kids are out of school, I'm here. I'm coming in hot. So I hope, I hope Hawaii is ready for that. <laughs> I got, I've got like 13 years. So, you know, just get ready guys. But um, yeah, a, a lot of people didn't get it. And I just, I don't know how to explain it. There's just something special here. I feel more myself here. Um, I also think that being in Hawaii, I think I really, uh, one of the things I love the most is everything here is like so much more natural. Um, so you know, it's too hot to put on makeup. Nobody does. Everyone's hair is like wavy and just sort of is what it is. Everyone's wearing, you go to the nicest restaurant, people are like wearing cutoffs and flip-flops and there's not really status symbols determined by the car you drive or the clothes that you're wearing. 
I mean, at least the community that I found here, that's what I found. So maybe if you're on a different island or another part of the island, you're like, girl, that's not how it is here. But for me, that's what I found. So yeah, I just, every part of it, I dig. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be here this summer and to be working from here, even if I am recording podcasts in the floor. (laughs) So what is my routine when I come? So a big thing for me here is establishing a morning routine. It's so different because it is five hours difference from Hawaii to Texas. Uh, Sometimes of the year it's four hours, but right now it's five. And that's a pretty significant difference. So my morning routine is so dreamy because nobody's awake when I wake up. I have a really hard time not just staying on my Texas schedule. So that means that my body really wants to wake me up at the, not even the crack of dawn, I like two o'clock in the morning. But this morning I got up at five, just like in Texas, I got up in five, at five Hawaii time and everyone's asleep and I have coffee and I watch the sunrise If they're still asleep when it's light out, I read, I do journaling, I bring those bits and pieces from my life back home to here. And I guess that's worth saying too, that being here isn't about, my goal was never like, oh, I want to go to Hawaii and be on vacation the whole time. My goal was how do I get to Hawaii and sort of get to live there? So when I'm here, I work. When I'm here, I still have to record podcasts, take meetings. You know, we're getting ready for tours. So there's a ton of stuff going on right now for that. And I still really have to be present for the team, which can be a little challenging because I I wake up in the morning and I have 9,000 slacks and emails and calls and all this stuff that I need to do. But I still, the beauty of that is like my little kids are at camp right now. So I found this great camp that they go to in the morning. So I do my work in the morning. They come back and then we all go to the beach for the rest of the day. It's a freaking dream. And the amazing thing is that by the time I go to pick them up from camp, everyone back in Texas is done for like, there's no more work for the day. So there are parts about it that are a bit hard. And then there are parts that are amazing. And probably the best is like, I am working barefoot beach hair, feet in the sand or feet in the grass or looking at an amazing view of the ocean. I'm not sitting at a desk, which is a dream. Some days I go down, there's like a million amazing local coffee places here that I just love. So some days I go down and I'll actually work from a local coffee place. But most of the time I am just here. I'm just here. And I think I get so much more done. I'm so much more productive because I'm trying to finish in order to be present for the kids. You know, like they know I have to work because me working is how we're here, but I want to wrap it up so that I can go be with them. And, you know, there's that old expression that says that work will fill the amount of time you give it. So if you only have two hours, man, you can get eight hours of work done in two hours. I swear. Another thing that takes on a much bigger meaning for me here is meditation. My meditation practice is, it feels so strong here. I always tell people 
that I think the earth energy on these islands is amazing. You know, obviously they're volcanic islands and every single person I know, myself included, this, these islands can force you into a healing crisis. If you're not prepared for it and you don't know that's coming, I I cannot tell you the amount of friends that have come here to visit or my mom or like just people I know who are like, I had a full on crying breakdown. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, oh, I do. The island will force you to look at things you don't want to look at. Like she will bring up in you the stuff that you need to face. And it can be really disconcerting. But I honestly believe that a huge part of my healing process as an adult is coming here so much and coming here as often as possible and being willing to sit in that crisis and deal with it and look at what I don't want to look at and do therapy, shout out to Zoom therapy and journal and meditate. That's a huge one for me here. In fact, when I do gratitude meditations, when I'm not in Hawaii and one of my practices is to think of a place that you're grateful for, I will typically come back to a trip here you know, any of them where I'm sitting on the sand, I'm sitting in the grass, I'm sitting somewhere on this island meditating because I just feel like the energy is so much stronger. I'm realizing right now that this sounds like a big tourism campaign for the Hawaiian Islands. And honestly, um, that's not what it is. And nobody paid me for that. But if that's my legacy, I feel great about it. Uh, so yeah, I, I have a pretty strong meditation practice here. And I recently learned about walking meditations, which are super powerful and I love. So, you know, if you happen to see me on the beach and I look like a crazy person and I'm like, you know, meditating and walking, but like it's, I'm doing a walking meditation, you know, just mind your business, just keep going. But yeah, that's kind of the day guys. Like I wake up, have morning routine, do all the stuff with the kids. I do a workout. I have my green smoothie. I usually roll into town and get some coffee from one of my favorite places, come back, get to work. And then, you know, as soon as I'm done with work, little kids need to be picked up and we come back here, we go to the beach. And then at night I make dinner. I don't, there are, honestly, there's like two restaurants on the whole island that we all really love. And we don't go to them often. It's usually like the last night if you're on Oahu or or I think there's one on Maui too, but we go to a place called Monkey Pod. It's one of my favorites. If you've ever been to the Alani on Oahu, it's across the street. That's how we first learned about it because we would come to Alani with the kids and then we would go there and I just love it. There's live music and the pizza is so good. The fries are so good. The Mai Tais are very strong. It's just a good time. We've been going there for years. So usually we'll do one trip to Monkey Pod on whenever we come. But the rest of the time I cook, I cook at home. Even when I come here with my girlfriends or if I come here with my boyfriend, I just cook because there's such amazing seafood. There's really cool local farm stands. I love the farmer's market. You can get great produce. You can get, there's amazing. There's a company called Maui Nui that has like amazing venison because there's a deer problem on some of the islands. Uh, So it's a, a really great protein. It's sustainable and it's hurting 
the island, so it's good to eat them. But yeah, I cook a ton. So after beach today, I'll come in and cook. And then the last thing I wanted to say is before I take any trip, but especially one where my kids are involved, I set an intention. And that intention definitely changes over the years. But the sort of core value in any time I'm with my kids and sort of an experiential thing like this is it's very simple. I just want us to laugh as much as possible. I want the memories that we make to be us laughing. And I really encourage you, even if you don't have kids, if you're single, whatever, if you get to go on a vacation this summer or you get to go somewhere or you're aspiring to like get to spend time in other places, I really encourage you to set an attention around that. So if my goal is to laugh with my kids, well, there's 10 things that I can do to set us up to laugh. Right. We can go watch a comedy after dinner. We can, you know, put something fun on Disney Plus. We can um, play a game. We have so many games that we love to play as a family and we'll bring them with us and just laugh our butts off. I would highly recommend if you've never played it, there's a game. I got it at Target called Spot It. <laughs> Not ads, guys, just like real life. Uh, it's like this card game. And if you have more than one kid, I would recommend you get maybe two cans or three cans of this game. But we sit around and we play that game and I could pee my pants crying at how competitive we get about that game. So highly recommend it. But knowing that the goal is to laugh with my kids and to just have a million memories laughing with them, I can set up our time around that. So we do a lot of things with that as our end goal, which means, you know, we don't need to go to places and spend extra money. We don't need to go to big elaborate dinners. We don't need to, we just, honestly, we just chill. That's why I love getting a rental property. Like that's why that was such a big deal when we made the switch from hotel to an Airbnb or wherever you rent from, if you're able to rent, because we just get to be at home instead of, you know, eating out every meal. So yeah, that's, why Hawaii? And that's sort of what we do while we're here. That's what I do while I'm here. And I am vlogging this summer. That's the way in case everyone's like, why did you stop doing Rage Talk for the summer? And why do you vlog? It's because I knew I was coming here. And I was like, Jack, how are we going to do Rage Talk? Obviously, you can't be in Hawaii with me. So we're like, let's vlog because then I can shoot all of the footage myself, even if it's not very good, guys, and send it to him. And then he can you know, make the vlog. So I've started vlogging for the summer. It's over on the YouTube channel and you can watch the latest episodes, but you can also watch if you're curious about what does it look like to be in Hawaii and what is the daily routine or the morning routine look like here and how is it different from there? Again, if you're just sort of trying to get a visual of what you want to do, or if you're like me and you love people to explain their routines to you, that's over on YouTube. But I really hope, I, I honestly don't know if this episode will be interesting to you guys at all or if it will be helpful at all. But it took me a long time to kind of figure out how to get here more and how to live a life that is so different than my family, that's so different than 
my ex-partner and what they wanted that is so different than anybody I know. I don't know anybody who does this. And I sort of figured it out one bit at a time. Obviously, you don't have to do this. Maybe your lifestyle that you want to change is that you get to work from home and you're going to figure out how to do that. It doesn't have to be my life, but on the off chance that one of you is dreaming of getting to spend more time in another place or getting to spend more time in on a vacation or getting to spend more time on a tropical island or whatever. I hope that this was helpful to you. I think, again, it's just sort of going back to that idea of staying focused. And remember, I told you that one of my goals was I wanted to be able to, you know, what would it be like to spend four months of the year in Hawaii? And forever, I would write that down in the journal. I'd write it down in my Start Today journal every day. And then again, because I forget sometimes, I was just like, is there a better way to approach this? And I realized that it was possible for me to spend four months a year here, but not consecutively. That was like a huge eye-opener for me was that I would be able to spend the time, but I wouldn't be able to spend the time consecutively. So I'm not sure if I'm up to four months yet, but this year will definitely be the closest because every time that the kids are on spring break or when they're with their dad or every time I could sneak away, I did. So if you have been wondering for a while why you see me in Hawaii so much, that's why. I'm really, really intentional about, yeah, living life in a way that feels like the life I want to live. It doesn't look like everybody else's, but I actually think that's why it's special. If you dug today's episode, if you're still here, if we're still hanging out, would you be a buddy and subscribe to the podcast? It is super helpful to any podcast you listen to. If you can subscribe, if you can give it a rating, if you have time, if you can be like, hey, this chick's awesome and I like her. If you think it's a terrible show, you just, you keep that to yourself. You don't, we could just keep that right on inside. Um, but I dig hanging out with you guys every week. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be in community with you. And I hope that this summer is a blessing for you. I hope you get to do something that really fills your heart with joy and that you get to experience your version of Hawaii. The Rachel Hollis podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.